and welcome back to the Mediaverse Podcast. I am your host, Dylan Licardo, and joining with me again is the one, the only, a Sacred Skull. How you doing, buddy? I am doing good. Happy to be back. Happy to be on episode two. Yeah, the, the two-week break was uh was longer, felt longer than I thought it would in Absolutely. episodes. Um but that's maybe because we got so much stuff that yeah. we get to talk about now. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's not spend a lot of time in the intro because we we got a lot to discuss, got a lot to break down. Yeah, yeah, uh, we're gonna jump right in back into Secret Invasion. So spoilers for episodes three and four. Um, give the warning now. Uh, but yeah, we got. Two more episodes of Secret Invasion. We were both loving the show after episodes one and two. We we talked some theories last time. Yep, yep. Uh, some of those theories have been confirmed now. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna kick it off to you. What what have you thought about episodes three and four? Okay. Uh, uh, I I've really been enjoying the show. Uh, it seems to be kind of a hot take on the internet right now, but I think the show is progressively getting better for me personally um i think that once again uh, i said it in the first episode but i think this is probably one of the best acted marvel products we've gotten in a long time absolutely um and every scene that it's like one-on-one the the camera work and like the the pressure that you get from both actors just feeding off of each other just feels great no matter who who's really acting in the scene i feel like everyone hits those marks when it comes to their characters and feelings and all that stuff. Um, um, I'm going to jump in before you get get deeper in this, because I'm I'm just going to build off off of what you're saying, because I completely Mm -hmm. agree. I think acting wise that every actor in the show, Samuel L. Jackson, Ben Mendelsohn, even Olivia Clark, Olivia Coleman, or Amelia Clark, Olivia Coleman, they're they're all just chewing up these, even a Bensley King's Adir, I think that's his name. The, yeah. the guy playing Gravik. He's, he's they're They're all just doing amazing work. Top tier. And where you said it, it's a hot take to be like, Hey, this is a good show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to kind of bring this up is I think that's just because of the title secret invasion and people want so much more from that because of it being such a big show. Yeah. If this show was just titled Nick Fury. I think everyone loves the show universally. Yeah, I, I think people are going off on the show. I think it becomes, it goes up there with Loki, with WandaVision, with like the that year one Disney Plus kind of the highlight shows. I agree. Um, but because it's titled Secret Invasion and not Nick Fury, I think that's where kind of this backlash and disappointment is coming from. Yeah. Um, there's the that Secret whole... Invasion just promises, I feel like, a bit more. Whereas if yeah. this was just Nick Fury, then this is a character drama show for Nick Fury, which is what we are getting. Yeah. The whole title has so much behind it. That's yeah. really tripping people's feelings. But Yeah, which uh, is why I said last yeah. week, I really hope this is not the end of Secret Invasion. Yeah. I, ho- I hope it's not these six episodes and this and I don't I don't believe it's going to be, but Me either. I, I don't know. Marvel has made some weird choices, so you never know. It could be. Yeah. I, I think with them, like, uh, with, I think with the show, there's a lot of promise for second season, third season, such and such. But, uh, yeah. And 
uh, back to my initial thoughts on these episodes. I think um, it's progressing very nicely uh, in a way that's surprising to me. And like every episode, I feel myself like, oh, snap. You know, like there are moments that are like, wow, okay, that just happened. Or, oh, wow, this person just did that. Like, I can't believe that just happened. And uh, I like that in my shows. I like feeling not knowing, like thinking I'm going to know what happens next and then not knowing what happens next. And some cases I do, some cases I don't. And I like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed episodes three and four, but I enjoyed them a bit less than episodes one sure. and two. Because I I felt like the reveals and the surprise and the twists just weren't quite as strong and impactful. Mainly because, one, they either were, we saw them coming, or they weren't revealed in the best way, or just clearly weren't going to actually be something. So I'll start off with just kind of one that, back in episode three, we got confirmation that... Rhodey is a scroll. I called it in a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of what I'm saying here is it's like, okay, yeah, we were theorizing this episode one. Is yeah. Rhodey a scroll? How long has he been the scroll? And what we, we get it revealed on, he calls Nick Fury's wife on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's it. And it's like, uh, I watched the show with subtitles on and it, they try to hide it air quotes, hide it. But there's a, it just says man on phone <laughs> in the <laughs> subtitle, but it's just like, you think I don't know the yeah, man I've been Don listening Cheadle. to for like 10 years. Yeah. Like, what are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, no, it's so that's kind of where, and then just, I mean, to build on the episode three kind of issues of reveals, Amelia Clark's character, Gaia getting shot. Right. We all knew she wasn't dead. Right. So why, why are you leaving this as a cliffhanger? We know yet you, you've showed us multiple scenes in the trailers of Amelia Clark's character and things we have not seen yet. It's true. If you were wanting to go for this fake out, you should not have shown any of that in the trailers. To be fair, Marvel has done that in the past very rarely, but where they've shown us images of of scenes that never happened. But that was back in like when Infinity War was about to come out and Endgame was about to come out. and Yeah, but normally that's like one. Yeah. This was like multiple, multiple yeah. scenes that yeah. we hadn't seen yet. Or like, I know Marvel's like taking people out of a scene. True. And like, or like replace them with a different character. Like, it just, it just, also it's Amelia Clark. They weren't yeah. killing her off in three They're episodes. They're not giving her three episodes, yeah, yeah. for sure. They're not giving her three episodes. She's clearly playing a bigger role here. Yeah. So that's where it kind of just fell a little flat for me was, okay, we had the chance of these cool reveals and all this, but it just kind of felt like they were, they weren't the most, imp- they weren't done the best way possible. Agreed. But some of them, some of the reveals I thought were cool. Um, this one's a very minor one. Um, but in episode three, when, Talos is confronting Gravik in the restaurant. Uh, I thought that whole scene was amazing, by the way. Um, uh, The way the camera was focused on Talos the whole time, but then the moment that it was revealed that Gravik was in control of the whole situation, the camera flips and makes it so that Gravik is the center of the camera, and I think that's really cool. It's a really cool detail. 
And I think that's a, a cool reveal that Gravik really has a tight knit on what's going on in this series so far. And not even like Talos, the former leader or like Nick saw it coming. And I thought, I think that's really cool. But besides that, the big reveals that should have been big didn't, didn't feel as big. So yeah, no, and I agree. And I think, I think there are smaller reveals mixed yeah. in there that are actually the more interesting. So actually yeah. something once again, from episode three, um, we obviously, we saw the scroll council visit graphic where mm-hmm. he, you, he drops the word super scrolls at the, ever the pod pause for a pl- or <laughs> the little yeah. pause for applause after he, he reveals that. Um, but like after that, so when Amelia Clark is going to steal the code word um, for, for Talos and Nick Fury, which by the way, the, the scene like that, the submarine stuff was actually really cool. I yeah. Really I like that a lot. All that. Yeah. Um, but when she went into the pods, we saw all of the scroll council members in pods. Yep. So this is my question for you. Are those the, cause they were wearing the same clothes mm-hmm. as they were when they walked into the room. Are those the human bodies of those people or are those the scroll council members that Gravik put into the pods to replace a scroll with a scroll essentially to get people that are even more trustworthy to him into those spots. That's a, that's a great question. I would just, I would just assume that it was the regular human beings, but that's the beauty of the show. I really don't, I really don't know. It's the fact that they were in the clothes that they were wearing for that. It's like, because they didn't clearly these, these, Characters have changed clothes right. at some point. Right. Yeah. So, like, why would they be wearing the exact same outfits? And we actually obviously saw going to episode four in the start when we see Gaia stole the memories of yeah. the scientist to give herself extremis. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask a follow-up question here. We know that that was a human scientist working for Gravik. We were told that. Yeah. So he, after she got it working, he clearly put her in a pod. Yeah. So, and also I'll go to trailers. We've seen places where they're more stored bodies. You would think these people that they've probably been taken over for longer, that's where they would be. So that's where I'm thinking, okay, maybe Gravik's 3D chessing this and he's replacing even scrolls with scrolls to make sure he has pure control over the situation. Yeah, I actually hadn't even thought about that honestly and that's a really good point to bring up because yeah wow i i didn't even that didn't even cross my mind yeah gravit could just be a super genius i had i had no idea it's crazy i mean it's it's that whole like i mean he's cult leader terrorist type character like they're they're clearly only going to want their people and he doesn't want to risk these people in the power maybe flipping back to talos's side um, so just something to think about. Yeah. Uh, so I said I was going to bring up a follow-up question. So obviously, uh, Gaia is revealed to have given herself Extremis. Do you think she gave herself only Extremis, or do you think she got multiple of the powers? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it just like came out like randomly in the next couple episodes that she gave herself more than that. But for yeah, the sake we of We only it, see Extremis yeah. on the computer when yeah. she's going through the process. But... Um, I think for the moment, I would say she gave herself maybe one more. 
that we just didn't see it. I would I would think it would be a waste to if you're turning it yeah. into some sort of super scroll. If you're gonna have a good super scroll and a bad super scroll, mm-hmm. they should both have all the powers. Agreed. Um, all right. Well, then let's. Um, obviously, we get a more of a probably a clear reveal for if you didn't pick up on that roadie was a scroll from the phone call with the female scroll interestingly enough is the one who is posing as roadie get an actually pretty cool visual there i liked it but, a lot, actually um before we get another nick fury roadie scene where you could tell i mean clearly fury knew roadie was a scroll after he listened to Nod's wife talking but he was probably suspecting it then. Yeah. Um, so what, 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 let's get back to the roadie talk and just how are you feeling now about maybe some of the theories we threw out last time of how long he's been a scroll when he was replaced um, um, based on kind of where we're at now with episodes three and four. Okay. Uh, well, I still think my stance is still the same. I think that he hasn't been a scroll for very long. Um, because the people from, from like, even with his interaction with the president in episode four recently, um, the president was like surprised by his actions and like him smelling like booze and him acting a certain different way and was like, are you okay? Like you need a cup of coffee? Like, I feel like that's from what we've seen of Rhodey in the past with like his interactions with the Avengers and like other corporals and commanders and such and such. He didn't act like that ever towards them. And I think, I think it's, it just solidifies to me at least until proven wrong that it, it's recent. It's very recent. No, I, I'm starting to lean more towards that side now as well after these episodes, which, and I'm going to say, I think is a waste. I, yeah. I think he should have been a scroll for longer, at mm-hmm. least back to civil war. Once yeah. again, when, when the, yeah. I, I when think that would be the best half. point. Mm-hmm. where he was shot, and, like, that's where they replaced him. I yep. think that would be the greatest point. But I'm I'm starting to think it's just going to be, oh, sometime after Endgame. And I agree. we're never going to get, like, a true answer. Um, because just, just think of the, the impact of this scene. Like, just, and I, I've heard someone else say, I don't remember where I, I saw this, but I heard this, and I'm just like, man, this, this scene would be so impactful. They find the real roadie. Mm-hmm. He wakes up and he asks where Tony is. Oh man! Just, just that—that that yeah. would just be that would be one of those gut punches that I think we're missing from this show. That would be, a and great so it's moment. just like then, and then maybe we don't even get revealed how long, but at least we know it was before that moment, and now we're really questioning and looking back. Okay, when did this happen? And like, if that think of that as that's like the final scene of the show. And like you said, yeah. maybe setting up potential season two, all the other stuff, all this, like that would get people talking. That would get people questioning. That I would think, be like, okay, how long has this been? And, I wouldn't be mad if they did a uh, like post Infinity War, um, roadie swap. Yeah, um, that, that five year when gap. everyone snapped, the scrolls took advantage of people disappearing, or you know they started swapping. Then Rhodey was one of them, high up. Commander Avenger, you know, easy. I wouldn't be mad. And then that scene could still exist potentially because then Tony died. He didn't know that could still happen. All right. Well, let's go. Let's talk about the end of episode four. The the big 
assault on the president. And cool scene. What, great scene. Great scene. Great scene. Um, the visuals on Talos when he's it was shot and he's trying yeah. not to turn, but he's clearly turning like okay. All right, so we we clearly had some some budget here because that yeah. clearly had some some cool effects going on. But oh, man, what what a cool scene and how Absolutely. how well it tied to what Talos was saying to Gaia earlier. Like, hey, this is how we actually get what we want here: is we show the president we're good. Yeah. Unfortunately, the president was knocked out and didn't see it. So, <laughs> yeah. what? But like, clearly, like that, it was meant to tie there. But do you think that's going to go well for? Obviously, Talos is most likely. It seems to be dead, yeah. but we can't uh, know for sure. But what? What do you think of the kind of way they've left it and how, how we're set up here for the last two episodes? I would think that it's it's a tough call for me personally, because I think there's, there's obviously two sides of that coin where, you know, the, the government sees that Talos was trying to help while also defending from other bad scrolls because they saw the Groot hand come out. Yeah. They saw Clearly him they were Russian. Right. If a Groot exactly. Hand came out and there had to have been dead scroll body somewhere. Yeah, Some absolutely. of those other scrolls got shot as yeah. well. And, um, uh, like you could you could see that the the other commander before Gravik took over his body or changed into him, he was like, "All right, he's on our side, you know, and he's going to protect the president with us." And um, so you could see that the soldiers understood it because they trusted Nick, and with all that. Um, but then there's the other coin, the other side of the coin, where they they find the bodies and they start experimenting and they start letting everyone know, hey. This is not a drill. We need to get we need to get them all out of here. We need to execute every single one we can find. And uh, I think that's the more likely one, the way this story is going. But I think there is room for that um, that heroic side of Nick Fury to do, to be like, all right, so these guys are the good guys. These guys are the bad guys. Mr. President, you need to understand this. And yeah, that's that's my take on that. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that, and I, I'm interested in seeing where where it goes from here. Uh, like I said, I, the some of the stuff here in episodes three and four I wasn't the biggest fan of, but I'm still I'm still a big fan of the show. Yeah, um, but I hope it sticks the landing here with five Me too. and six. Um, I was saying too, if, uh, if it keeps the trend that it's going, I, I don't think the show will. Yeah, and the best, but if it. I mean, it's bit, it's arc two. Arc two is kind of meant to be a bit more of the just the midway deals here. And yeah, there. like we're we're reaching the third act of the show, so we, we should be getting the really cool information now. I was saying to my uh, my friends yesterday actually that uh, if this show starts climbing back up again on like a huge climax, great openings, great finishers, great reveals, uh, it's probably going to be one of my favorite Marvel products ever in my opinion, uh, if they, if they stick this landing the way I think they should, um, either way, still a great show. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll be yeah. back in the next episode. We'll, we actually, will for we'll sure. have all the episodes at that point. So we'll, we'll get a big, um, big discussion there for, for the last episodes, but let's move on. We're going to, we're going to stick with the Marvel topics. We have this kind of organized by our three main, um, Topic. So we're, we're going to stick with Marvel. 
we're going to talk Deadpool 3. Uh, it's mm. currently filming. Well, actually, no longer currently filming because the actors are now also on strike, just like the writers. So we're ne- that's actually kind of why we've gotten a yeah. lot of these reveals, because uh, the actor strike was kind of known that it was coming up. Uh, but so Deadpool is filming, which means we're starting to get some images from the filming. We'll try and not talk leaks i don't know if you've heard any leaks or anything oh i haven't seen anything but the story leaks that have been coming out i've been avoiding them as best i can i i have i have it all muted i haven't seen anything but the suits yeah Yeah. um then obviously we've began some official news um but let's just start we'll talk about mainly the suits we got deadpool and wolverine both in suits and just what are your opinions on them oh my gosh I love them so much. Uh, probably some of my favorite MCU live action suits we've ever gotten, like in the history of star superhero movie shows, whatever. Um, the Deadpool suit looks more vibrant, and I, I like that a lot. But I know some people prefer like the first movie suit, which is not a bad thing at all. That suit was amazing. Um, I really like it though. Um, and the Wolverine suit, oh my god chef's kiss like mwah. that is a great great it's suit it's like the most perfect representation yeah of the animated series wolverine Absolutely. just with sleeves and it's it's I, it's and great the sleeves are apparently um because hugh jackman has a sensitivity to skin cancer um so, so i don't want to be out in the sun yeah yeah, which is smart. I, I prefer yeah. him to be yeah. fully and safe. And I mean, then. I think it looks good. Yeah, I, I think it looks I, great. I, I think it looks yeah. good with the sleeves. I, I do not mind the sleeves at all. And yeah, I, I like the Deadpool suit as well. I like it being a bit brighter red, kind of yep. looking more comic book. Um, And yeah, but yeah, so I, I think the suits are great. I just need to see the helmet for for Wolverine on yeah. Hugh Jackman, and then we'll be we'll be good. We'll be good. Um, so the other big thing about Deadpool that has kind of been, it's been confirmed for a couple characters, so we'll, we'll only for sure talk about the confirmed characters, but it, it's the, Wolverine is not the only Fox hero coming back. Okay. Um, the, the recent confirmed one was actually Jennifer Gardner's Electra really? is going to be coming back for this movie. Wow. Um, so what do you think about this idea of, um, kind of, it's almost Deadpool dealing with all the Fox characters before he really jumps fully into the MCU. Um, I think that if they do it right, it could be great. It could be a great little round out to that whole Fox universe series era in time. And also while mixing it in with a enjoyable Deadpool movie and a hop into the MCU, I think, I think it's a great idea, in my opinion. Um, no, if if this is Deadpool kills the, the Marvel universe, right. that idea, that storyline, but it's Deadpool kills the Fox, the universe, Fox universe, yeah, this this will be great. And I agree. I'm, I'm yeah. stoked for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, so with Jennifer Gardner being confirmed, um, what Fox heroes do you want to see pop up? What Fox in the various X Men? We have Fantastic Four. We have Daredevil to pull from. Who do you want to see pop up? Pop up in this movie? I think it would be really great um, if, because obviously we got Super Squirrels in Secret Invasion tying it back, 
And I think it would really be really great if we got the the 2000, what, uh, 10 Fantastic Four? 2012 Fantastic Four? I think it, I think it was early. 2008? Back. I don't know. I don't know. I'll look it up. I was a kid. I don't remember. <laughs> but um, it wasn't that far off of Spider-Man, which was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. My time is all messed up, but I think it would be great if they somehow made an appearance. 2005. 2005. Okay. 07 for Rise of Silver Surfer. Okay. Yeah, that's the one I was remembering. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it would be great if they tied that in and Deadpool like makes like some sort of like sly joke, and it's just like, oh no, 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 it's not time for you guys yet, or something like that, and like just gets rid of them. Well, and I mean, just think of how many jokes are there for Chris right. Evans. Yeah, just, just absolutely. Bring Chris Evans' human torch back, and yeah. just to think of all the Captain America jokes that you yeah. know he's going to make about that. Um, uh, no, Fantastic Four are absolutely at the top of my list as well. Yeah. I, I, I want the whole team. I, I, want, I want all of them. Ben Grimm. Um, it's it's another Doom. just excuse to see Jessica Alba, though. Yeah. Back on screen. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, um, obviously, the X-Men characters... I, yeah. we're, I mean, I assume there's going to be more than just Wolverine. Obviously, I would like to see. Back. I would like to see um, the the X Men Origins, like the new the new age X Men, with the the younger versions of themselves, the young Magneto, the young Xavier, and then the old ones from like the classic Hugh Jackman days. I would I would like to see both of them interact in the movie for a second. Yeah. Um. Definitely at the top of my list for the X-Men. I want, I want to see James Marsden back oh, yeah. Cyclops. Yeah, um, for sure. Maybe actually give him something good to do mm-hmm. in one of these movies. Yeah. That, that would be nice. Um, I I would also really like to see Rogue. Yeah. And maybe, maybe gain like a full-on Rogue. And then here's just an ultimate pipe dream. It's not even a character we've ever actually saw. But do you remember when Channing Tatum was going to be Gambit? Yes. Yes. What if we finally get Channing Tatum Gambit for this movie? I'm here for it. I think that would be a great little funny addition to it. Yeah, I, I, I think that'd be cool. It's just, yeah, it was one of those things that just never happened. And yeah. this is a spot where it could finally happen. Yep. Um, With Jennifer Gardner's Electra, do you think we get uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil back? I think there's a very strong possibility for sure. Because I, you think about one, you think about the other. In my opinion, uh, yeah, it, it wouldn't really make sense. Yeah, for sure. But I, I guess you can make the argument: well, Electra is an assassin, so it works better with Daredevil or not Daredevil works with Deadpool. With so the, like, yeah. logically, it makes sense. Um, but I, I'd like to see Ben Affleck back in the red leather. Me too. Um, anything else? Anything else on Deadpool that you want to? cover uh, before we move on no i'm just i'm really excited to see the movie i love the first two that's yeah. that's all it is so, i'm sad that we're not gonna get any news now for a while yeah but uh we support we support the uh oh yeah the writers guild yep writers guild and actors guild pay, pay them both yep um all right so let's let's go on to the next report which is actually coming from james gunn tweeting out and honestly this has been something i figured was probably going to come based off of the end of guardians of the galaxy three which is a potential star lord solo movie um which at the end of guardians three after the end credits scene we get that classic marvel 
subtext of this character will return. The and legendary in particular, Star-Lord. it said the legendary Star-Lord will yep. return. Um, which is a whole so, series. Yeah, we, which is a great comic book run, yep. the legendary Star-Lord, which actually is about him kind of reintegrating back onto Earth life. It involves Kitty Pride. It's actually a really, really cool storyline. Mm-hmm. Um so I actually really hope this is true. Me too. It's a little weird that it's James Gunn saying that he's talked to Chris Pratt about this, because clearly James Gunn's not going to make this movie. Yeah. He's too busy doing other stuff that we're going to talk about later. Um, I think if someone was going to bring it to the table, it would have been James Gunn right before he ended his Marvel career. I think. Yeah. Yeah, the, he had to have at least had a like pitch or a like a general idea of the story and what to do with it. Because also, sure. why would they have put that text at the end yeah. of the movie? Especially so, like specifically the legendary Star Lord. Like, yeah, there's no way. Um, so I guess my question is: so knowing bit about the, once again the comic book storyline is kind of Peter Quill reintegrating back into Earth. He good. Um, I know he gets involved with Kitty Pride, and I think it actually built. Did it build into Secret Wars in the comics? I do not know. I think I'm I only know look a this few up, but... things about the legendary Star yeah. Wars. Star Um While I look this up, just how how would you like the? What would you want out of this solo Star Wars or Star Star, Star yeah, Lord movie? I keep doing that too. Um, honestly, I would just like to see him. like develop and him rediscovering himself and figuring out what to do outside of just galactic affairs. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, a journey of discovery. I always enjoy those for characters that I appreciate. Um, growth is always something good to see in a character, which I think we've seen plenty of already from the first to third film of the guardians movies. But I would, I would like to see some form continue, and I would like to see some characters hop in. Obviously, it's Marvel, so they're gonna they're gonna throw some cameos at you, and I wouldn't be mad at all. Um, uh, maybe he'll join the new Avengers at the end. Who knows? Um, it it depends on how they want to rewrite or keep the same storyline from the legendary star Lord comics. And yeah, I mean, that's about it. All right. So I I was getting my star Lord comic lines actually mixed up. So legendary star Lord does involve kitty pride, but it actually Mm -hmm. is a cosmic adventure. One I was thinking of, of where he's back on earth is called star Lord grounded. Oh, um, okay. Where he he's having to kind of reintegrate to earth. But I think you can actually kind of combine these two. Have yep. him start reintegrating back into Earth, maybe meets a hero, whether that's Kitty Pride or not, kind of the new person to his new romantic interest, and then have this build into maybe because I mean he is a celestial, like yeah. he he is a powerful being that clearly will probably have a role to play in Secret Wars and King Dynasty. Like that's too powerful of a character not to take have an impact of, there yeah so maybe it kind of builds into that and but that would also mean we'd have to get this before kang wars and or kang dynasty and secret wars which i don't think we are 
Well, I mean, there are those on at least the last schedule. There are those movies post Fantastic Four that haven't been announced. So that's this true. Could slot into one of those. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it would be cool to see Star Lord dealing with life, coming back. I mean, he's a galactic hero, and what is it like just living regular life back on Earth after that? Right. Clearly, then he gets involved. Like once he gets involved with something, a hero, a group, and that kicks off this adventure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I hope we get it. I I hope it's real because one, too. I also like the character a lot. Oh yeah, I'm a big fan of Chris Pratt Star Lord. I think he's funny, witty, energetic, etc. Yeah. All right, moving on to our last Marvel story of the day. Uh, Black Panther got an official game announced from EA. Yes, um, yes. We don't have a ton of details about it. It's uh, set in Wakanda. It's, it's um, a single player adventure. Third person? Yeah, yeah third, third person, person story player. driven single player. Yeah. Uh, with Wakanda as the sandbox. Yep. Uh, so it kind of sounds like maybe like a somewhat open world. And the yeah. team includes devs that worked on Shadow of Mordor, Halo Infinite, and God of War. Yeah. So, yeah. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. uh, all I, I mean, it's EA published, though. So Yeah, always... that was like the one part yeah. of what I said there that is, is worrisome. It's EA. Yeah. But EA is also, I mean, EA owns Respawn, and they yeah. published Star Wars the Star Wars Jedi series, which have been amazing. Which have been so so great, but it's, um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor still isn't, like, fully playable on PC. There's, like, yeah, like, that's my, that's just my, my concern, is that it could be a great game. Like, it could be awesome, but the fact that it has such a high probability to come out glitchy, buggy, etc., crashy, that it'll just it'll tank in reviews because of it, and like like the Jedi games. Which I at least, at least think uh, Jedi Fallen Order didn't, or not it, Jedi, yeah. Jedi Survivor actually it didn't get super knocked down for yeah the the technical issues. But it it did take some hits. A lot of people didn't buy it because they saw a lot of people complaining and their favorite streamers, etc. That were like, all right, well, I can't play the game. I can't make content on it if I can't play the game. And stuff like that. So that, that kind of hurt it. But other than that, great game. Recommend. Yeah. Um, my one worry about this game is it's, get, it's coming from EA, coming from whatever studio it is. It, it's it's going to be following in the footsteps of what Insomniac Spider-Man trilogy at this point that we'll yeah. have with, between one, Miles Morales, and two. And also, Wolverine. I believe it is it Insomniac also doing who's Wolverine. doing the Wolverine game? Insomniac, yeah, yeah. And then Insomniac is also going to have the Wolverine game, and it's just like, how is this going to stack up to those? Because yeah. Insomniac clearly has a good formula for the idea of these superhero games. They've shown it with Spider-Man. I have no doubt they're going to knock Wolverine out of the park. Yep. Um, so that's my one concern is it's not Insomniac doing it. And yeah. we're going to kind of at that point, but most likely have four Insomniac superhero games on the books. And it's going to be compared to those no matter what. Well, the, uh, the other game that is not 
Insomniac made, but one best adventure RPG of the year is the Guardians of the Galaxy game. That was a good game. Um, that, that I really true. liked that game. Um, I forgot about that because I was yeah. going to bring up the Avengers as uh, an example yeah, of a that's not great yeah. game. <laughs> but um, they, they were too ambitious with that game. Um, yeah, and funny enough, the story mode of that game is incredibly fun. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed really it. I really love the story mode. The yeah. fact that they tried to make it a live service game was the issue was, with that yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the Guardians game gives me hope for a non-Insomniac uh, superhero game. Because I thought the Guardians game was going to not perform well or be good. And then I played it, and I was so blown away by everything no i i agree i i really enjoyed the guardians game i don't think it's at or even near the level of oh, the yeah. insomniac one Not but it, it was if we can get that from the black panther game we can get guardians level then yeah i, I, I would be, be very happy. happy yeah um all right well let's transition to the first time on this podcast in an episode and a half talking about star wars Sheesh. and we're actually gonna we're going to start off with kind of a similar state of Star Wars, kind of like we did State of DC and kind of our thoughts on where it is right now. Um, and the reason I thought about bringing this up as a discussion is because we just had Indiana Jones release, uh, which I know actually I saw you tweet out after you saw it. Uh, you enjoyed the movie. I, I actually it. enjoyed it as well. I yeah. thought it was a solid movie. Absolutely. But it flopped at the box office. Oh, yeah. So, so bad. <laughs> um, so the kind of first question I have, and, and Kathleen Kennedy's one contract is up in 2024 anyways, mm-hmm. but is Kathleen Kennedy done at Lucasfilm after this flop of Indiana Jones? Um, I think that, be it a good movie, in my opinion, I think that the company can't really afford to to not, I guess, quote unquote, blame it on someone. And if they're going to blame it on someone, why not, you know, blame it on the person that made it? Yeah. And I mean, she's also had plenty of other yes. issues and flops along the way. So. Also true. Yeah. Um, I, I think at best, she just runs out her contract. Mm-hmm. And let, they let they let her save a bit of face um, yeah. and let her run it out the contract. But I don't believe she will be the one steering Lucasfilm and in particular Star Wars moving forward. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, I'll actually change up the order of how I have these questions here. So talking about blame, though, James Mangold, who one is the just for reference, if you don't know James Mangold, he's the one that directed the Wolverine for our listeners. He directed Logan. Like he has made great films. Yep. Two of my favorite X-Men films right there. The the Wolverine and Logan. Logan obviously was like the big hit. Wolverine's underrated. Wolverine's I, I agree. A lot of people uh, down talk the Wolverine. I really enjoyed that movie. That, that got us to where we could have Logan. Yeah. Like, Wolverine and the X-Men were dying at that point. That, that got Wolverine back on the map. Um, but he got a Star Wars movie. He was part of the trio that was announced. It was Dave Filoni, the Filoni-verse movie. It was the Ray sequel. And then it was the James Mangold like, High Republic movie. If we're giving out blame for a flop, 
does James Mangold get some of that blame, and does he lose the Star Wars movie? Um, I don't see why not. That if we're blaming people, we include everyone. But uh, you know, in the company's eyes, to cover our own asses, you know. Uh, sorry, uh, but uh, I hope it doesn't affect the High Republic movie because I have wanted a high Republic movie for a long time. And I really hope that if made can do really well. So that way we can explore a different timeline and different universe. Yeah. I, I hope it also doesn't get thrown at James Mangold. I hope he keeps this movie for, for a couple of reasons. One star Wars can't afford to lose any more directors. They, they have, if you look at the list of people who were supposed to direct star Wars movies that got canceled or, their films got dropped. We, we can't add another good name to that list. And James Mangold's a great name. And we've both said, like, the Indiana Jones movie was, if anything, it was maybe an issue with some story yeah, at best. And, like, the way they represented Indiana Jones and breaking him down as a... Essentially, he wasn't the charismatic Indiana Jones everyone loves. He was an old, broken Indiana Jones. It was a Logan-style movie. It was. Where it's the heroes broken down and in a bitter state. And But it just, it. some people didn't like that tone. But the movie, directorial-wise, was still perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I don't think the, it's kind of, I said the same thing with Andy Muschietti and Batman Brave and the Bold. I don't think all the blame should be put on that either. Yeah. Um, there's clearly other issues going on here. We know James Mangold can make a great movie. We've seen it. So, it's true. okay, he made one bat, one flop at the box office. What director hasn't made a flop? Yeah. Like Christopher Nolan has flops. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has flops. Like, yep. not every director nails every movie. So, I really hope they don't, because, like, like you said, I want this High Republic movie. I think this is interesting. Also, knowing that we have the Acolyte coming up as a TV show kind of back in that time. Like, I want to visit that time. I yep. want to see this. Um, I want to see more of this part of the universe. So, I really hope he does it. Because I actually really liked that trio of movies that they announced. The High Republic, the Dave Filoni, and the Ray sequel. Because I too. think all three of those are great movies to tell yeah um, which i'll i'll ask I'll, I'll go to this question which of those three are you most excited for right now assuming all three get made um we'll wrap back around to the kathleen kennedy talk at the end but since we're on these movies which one of those are you really looking forward to i uh i think i made a tweet when it first came out i can't remember but i think i I was like, okay, the Ray movie's at the bottom for me. Um, uh, I think it could still be great. I think they have a lot to work with there. Um, hopefully, they they do it justice. But it's the one I'm least excited for. Uh, Feloniverse is at two because I know what I know what he's capable of. I'm I'm seeing these characters. Uh, uh, Ahsoka's coming out, so I'm excited for that. But um, uh yeah, I think that's gonna be great. Uh I've seen his work already. I know that he's he can do it, so I, I I have a lot of faith in that movie. And I really hope it goes well. And uh, number one is the High Republic for me. I really 
I'm really excited to get out of the Skywalker saga era of time. I'm really excited to move back and see the original era or one of the original eras in the, the universe history of star Wars and all that that has to, it's a, it's a new world basically. And like, we've yeah, never, isn't it actually supposed to be the start? Like, yeah. The, the original Jedi. Is, yeah. Isn't that like the, the, the pitch that they, we were given. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm with you. Um, I probably am most excited for the the original Jedi James Mangold. I would probably order it in the same. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Ray one and maybe kind okay. of. Um, I actually am a bit excited for the Ray one because the pitch for it is kind of I guess what I really wanted from the sequel trilogy in the first place. A new Jedi stepping forward to try and bring it back after like rebuild and do it in a new way. Like, if it's done kind of really probably what the sequel trilogy always should have been, and not just retreading the first movies and having Palpatine come back for some reason, um, I think it could be a very interesting story. And it could bring in a lot of interesting characters that have been kind of on the fringes. You could bring Cal Kestis out of nowhere into this movie and have him become a part of it. You can bring these various characters, Ezra Bridger, all these Jedi that we we know are out there, but the Skywalker characters didn't. This would be a time to kind of get these really cool, interesting characters and have them kind of be there. And there's a lot of potential if we go into the expanded universe canon which we know they're doing to get some of these ideas there's a lot of cool villains you can pull from and ideas you can pull from absolutely um why am i blanking on her name right now is it sorry i'm gonna gonna look Uh, real quick is it which one it's um okay yeah mara jade oh yeah like what what if we get mara jade as like a luke when he was off in wherever at this child and she's she's kind of the evil person not wanting her father's work to come back and fighting against Rey. How cool would that be? That would be and, and that you would know, be sick. you're bringing in these other Jedi that we know of to kind of be the people that kind of kind of I mean I know that they tried to do that with like Kylo Ren being the evil kid but that that clearly didn't work. Bring a character we know. Yep. A name that's recognized. Yeah, it ties it to Skywalker. People might not like that, but it's a, it's an interesting character. Yeah. So I just I think there's a lot of potential there, and it's kind of I think it's the sequel trilogy we always should have gotten. I agree. I think uh, it would be also really cool for that movie to see like a very like as you were saying like an old Cal Kestis and an old Ezra Bridger, and have them join. What they would be. Because they, so, like, Ezra obviously was around Death Star, but he's in teens. I mean, he'd be, what, like, 30, like 40s? 40-ish, yeah. And, and then Cal um, would probably be, like, 50. Cal would be, yeah, no, he'd, right be, so yeah they, he'd be a little older, probably, because he was a Padawan in Clone Wars, right? So, like, 56. Yeah, he was probably. he was super young. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so, like, I mean, you, okay, you have those characters in their their. 30, 40, you don't have to obviously yeah. give their exact age, but I have them playing like 30, 40s. You have, well, actually, no, because it's supposed to jump like 20 years after 
Oh yeah, that's uh, true. Rise of Skywalker, so they'd be right. So they'd be old. But I mean, okay, you still have them being the old, the Qui Gon Jinn age yeah. level. Yeah, and like this is your new Jedi Council, and they're the ones trying to put things together and bring oh, the universe. That would back. be so sick. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah. So I, I'm a bit excited for yeah. it. Could they also though, completely ruin it and just continue Rise of Skywalker and make <laughs> a bad movie? Absolutely, yeah. but. I have hope because I actually think Ray is an interesting character that yeah. they just fumbled along the way. Absolutely, um, but I I was going to say that I think um, if we're we were going to see Ezra and and Cal in a movie, I think it's more likely that we see them in the Filoni movie first. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think I mean I think Filoni's going to be the first movie out of these because yeah. I think. Of all the movies, it actually could set up all of these. It could set up this idea of the future Jedi, but it also, and this um, can transition us into Ahsoka here probably in a second, I think it could also set us to kind of the past. Yeah. Um, but before we dive into Ahsoka, last thing about the state of Star Wars, if Kathleen Kennedy is out, who should be running Star Wars? And I'm just going to say the obvious answer it should be the guy that George Lucas wanted it to be in the first place, and that is Dave Filoni. Yeah. Just give I, Dave Filoni the keys. There's no other option in my mind. It's just yeah. and it's a proven it's a proven success with Dave Filoni. Yeah. But the, there's there's nothing else. The best Star Wars stories we have gotten in recent years have been Dave Filoni. Clone Absolutely. Wars, Rebels, yep. Mando. These are Dave Filoni. And he also it's not all him. He yeah. he creates those. He's done them, but He's picking great directors. He's bringing in creative talent. Like he's already doing it. Let him do it at the the, at the highest level. of the scale. Yeah, I agree. Um, John Favreau would be the other option who's kind of done it alongside Filoni. But I think I mean it's just Filoni was meant to be the successor. Yeah, that was George Lucas's chosen successor that they. I mean, he didn't have the experience, so it makes sense why Disney didn't give. But it he does him now. Time. But he does now. Yeah. Um, and then once again, it would make sense of how the stuff all ties together. The Filoni movie could set all this stuff up. Because um, speaking of Filoni, we got a new Ahsoka trailer. Yes, yes. Um, so I'll just I'll kick it off to you. Um, okay. What are your? How did you like the trailer? What did you? Things you've noticed? Things that seem interesting? Um. Okay. Uh, I think that it's probably one of the best star Wars trailers we've gotten in a long time. Uh, it, it hit, uh, every like aspect without revealing too much. It gave you more things to think about. Um, I think that Ray Fisher's character, RIP, um, not Ray I can't Fisher. remember. Not Ray Fisher. Uh, Ray Stevenson? Ray something? Yeah, Stevenson. Stevenson, okay. R.I.P. Ray Stevenson. I'm a big fan of his already. Uh, I think his character is going to be great in the show. Uh, really looking forward to seeing how that character is portrayed. From this trailer, that, that opening sequence where he says, we are no Jedi, that really just sets the tone for me that I really want this character to, to succeed. Um. Uh, and I think Ahsoka training uh, Sabine, great, 
great little new storyline that I kind of saw coming, but at the same time is is new. And yeah. you, you get to well, see Well, it was it was kind of set up in Rebels. Yeah, I've actually been sure. watching Rebels recently and I just got through the Dark Saber part where mm-hmm. Kanan was training her with the Dark Saber. We're gonna do a whole big Rebels discussion, so I won't go super deep into this, but for listeners, we will do a whole big Rebels discussion before Ahsoka comes out. If you haven't watched the show, uh, because essentially Ahsoka is continuing the Rebels yeah, story. Essentially. Um yeah. But yeah, but I mean she used Ezra's lightsaber multiple times in the show. Yeah. Like this was kind of set up, but yeah, like the clear kind of indication that it seems like their first attempt to go find Ezra that maybe Ahsoka tried to train um train Sabine on the way, and Sabine in the show was already Kanan's struggle to train her. Yeah. Like that was a whole big part of those episodes was she was hard to train. So maybe that's why they failed to find Ezra originally and why they're kind of going back out now to do yeah. it again. And I, I think, um, oh, there's a really cool shot, speaking of Rebels, uh, where Sabine says uh, something along the lines of, like, it's time to like get back out there or something. And she does the whole kneeling before a table and she, she slices her hair off. And I very samurai. Style. Yeah. And, and, uh, Kanan did that in the, sh- in rebels. And I think it was a really cool, uh, callback to that. I, I, I just had like a, a little brain blast of an idea Go for what, it. off of what you said. What if she's been force ghost training with Kanan this whole time? Oh, that would be so cool. Like, would... like dude, cause I mean, I, I want to see Kanan in live action. Oh yeah. Just, it, uh, thousand percent. Like, that is obviously how we're going to have to do mm-hmm. it. But like, what what if that has been the case, and that's why she's there on Lothal, and that's like her connection, and that she's been preparing, and it wasn't Ahsoka who could do it. It was Kanan who truly was her master, just like he was for Ezra. Yeah, just also deepening the connection for Sabine and Ezra that would be, as well. That would be great. I would love to see that personally. Yeah. Um, something that I really kind of, like I said, where I think that all this Filoni verse can also have ties all the way back to the High Republic is some of these structures we're seeing, um, that Ahsoka's going to, that the villains are going to, it yeah. looks old and oh, yeah. it looks like ruins. It, yeah. It looks like ruins, which once again, something big in Rebels, they went to multiple old ruins. Jedi temples, Sith temples, like that has been a part of the Filoni storytelling. He likes weaving in this mythology from before. So what do you think? Do you think we get kind of some original Jedi High Republic teases in the show as well? Uh, Yeah, I think it's completely a full possibility knowing knowing what Filoni has been capable of for the past shows over and over again, especially as you were saying in rebels, like the, the way he can just knit together storylines and make things work seamlessly with old history in the star Wars universe. And even stuff that's going to happen in the future, potentially it all works. It all flows. And I think it's definitely possible for stuff to pop up. Yeah, and we also, we finally got our first real look at Thrawn in yep. live action. And man, I'm so excited for Thrawn. Big fan. He, he is such a good villain. Yeah. Um, once again, we'll we'll dive deep into him when we do the whole Rebels 
talk, but I think what I'm most excited for is because we know the Filoni-verse movie is coming up, and clearly Thrawn is going to be the main villain for that. So that means he's he's, he's surviving the show. He's getting out of the show, and one of the things Rebels did so well was even when the heroes won, it made it very clear that that was what Thrawn wanted all along. Right. So I just can't wait to see that kind of once again. We talked about maybe Gravik playing 3D chess. Thrawn, Thrawn plays 7D chess, yeah. and I can't wait to see how what he's been doing in this time and how this all connects to Mando, the Shadow Council, yeah. uh, the Return of the Empire, the First Order, what, whatever it ends to up throne. connecting to. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be great. Oh, and there's another thing in the trailer that uh, I have a suspicion of. I don't know if it's possible, but um, speaking of Thrawn, I think Thrawn is just chilling, like has people already connected. He He's connected and he's alive. He's chilling. He's fine, obviously. But um, I think that when him and Ezra got sent to whatever, Thrawn mind washed him or brainwashed him. And did the thing with, uh, it was in Andor. Was it Andor? With the, the mind-wiping machine? That the new yeah, the mind, yeah. The, yeah. Was that Andor or was that Mando? That was Andor. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I think I think that Inquisitor that uh, Ahsoka is fighting in the in the woods, I think that, that could possibly be Thrawn's henchman, Ezra, uh, being... Uh sent out to cut down his old allies. And, that would be really interesting. Yeah, I, would be... I had not thought of that. But, yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of Rebels, Ezra sacrifices himself to tell, use the Purgle to teleport him and Thrawn into the right. Unknown Regions, which is a great idea, except the fact that Thrawn is from the Unknown <laughs> Yeah. So that's where I agree with you. I think, once again, maybe this was all just... It's, becomes this is all part of his plan all along this was how he got back out there to re kind of gain like i mean just think of the that gold palace that we've seen him yeah what if that's just like his home in the unknown regions and he he's literally just chilling at home planning and plotting with that's what i mean like he's chilling interference right and yeah and clearly ezra's out there Mm -hmm. and Ron wouldn't let Ezra just be chilling out there not doing anything. So right. He's either a prisoner or brainwashed or something like that. And yep. it's going to be interesting to find out what they do. With Absolutely. Um, I'll give one last shout out. I'm just, I love Chopper. Facts. Yeah. I, I love Chopper. And I, I just seeing him, I know he appeared in Rogue One in the background, but like really getting this kid. He's, he's like, he's BB-8 and R2-D2 just combined. And yeah. it's just... He's got the personality of BBA, but then can do all the cool stuff that R2 did. And I, I, as far as droids go, I'm so excited for getting Chopper. Yeah. And uh, he got a new recolor in this new trailer, which I think yeah. looks better than the first uh, teaser. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will wrap us up on Star Wars. So let's Sounds end good. the episode with some DC talk because we also are just getting to the hour mark. So this is this is looking like we're, we're, we're going to be right on kind of just over an hour for the podcast length. Um, and start off, uh, speaking of trailers, we got the, I believe it was called the final Blue Beetle trailer. Yep. Um, last episode, 
I I was on here saying I don't even think they should release these movies, Aquaman 2 and Blue Beetle. I still don't know about Aquaman 2. I think they're releasing Blue Beetle because James Gunn has said he is a character in the universe, even though yep. this doesn't start off his universe. Mm-hmm. But what did you think of the trailer? Uh, I am actually, after watching the trailer, I'm more excited for the movie. I'm going to be honest. I think, uh, I'm sorry about the pronunciation, but Zolo, I think it's Zolo. His name? Yeah, I think I, I just go with Zolo. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm a fan of his from from the Cobra Kai show on Netflix. Um, and uh, I've, I've watched his podcast that he does with his friends and some videos that he's made. And he's just a, a cool guy. And I want him to succeed. And I think him in the trailer has shown me that it's going to be great for the character. Like him as Jaime Reyes is going to be great for the character. And uh, I only see good things happening with the character, like him being the character and such. Jaime Reyes seems like it could be a great character for the, this new DC verse. But um, the movie itself, we'll see. Uh, I don't really know too, too much about Blue Beetles, like backstory and origins and such. But Have you ever watched Young Justice? Oh, absolutely. Okay, because I'm like, that's where all my Blue Beetle come <laughs> okay. from. And yeah, I, I, I love the character because that. of that. But I was, yeah. if you, because you said, like, oh, I don't know a ton about it, I'm yeah. gonna be like, go, go watch Young Justice. <laughs> yeah. um, for anyone listening, go watch Young Justice. Please, please. go watch Young Justice. Please go Justice. watch Young Justice. Just, oh my gosh. Just as a show. Once again, one of the best shows of television, yeah. not even animated shows. That, yep. That's a great show. Um, okay, but I'll, I'll let you continue now. But uh, yeah. Um, I think that from what's shown, it could be either really fun and really, really, really just exhilarating movie, or it could just be, you know, a wacky little origin movie, you know, it, it could be cool or it could be wow, you know, and that's the type of vibes the trailer is giving me. It's, it's, it's a 50, 50 for me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd agree with a lot of what you said. I, I really like the actor. It definitely seems like he's going to kill the, he's going to do a great job as the character. It, it seems like it's going to be a very fun movie. Yep. And I, I, the reasons why I think also it's getting released besides just James Gunn has said this character is part of his universe, even if the movie isn't, the character is. Um, one, it does not cost a lot to make this movie. It's, it's budget is a lot lower than like all the other superhero movies out there yep um and two it clearly doesn't have ties to other stuff yeah like yeah we we got the batman joke in the first trailer but he's off in a different part of the world yep like it's clearly not trying to connect to the flash and batman and superman like it it, it's not that it's its own little just that is an aspect superhero movie yeah which I think DC needs. I think DC needs this little just fun superhero movie. And I, I hope people really give it a chance. Me too. One, I think the character is interesting from, mm-hmm. once again, from, from Young, Young Justice. Justice. It yeah. made me fall in love with this character. I think it's an incredibly interesting character. And the actor is clearly doing a good job. The family seems fun. The yep. general idea, the visuals look cool. And this has the potential to kind of, if you think about it, this could be 
DC Spider-Man-esque character. A A younger, kind of fun, like he's more often than not off doing his own thing, but then will appear when the big team-up stuff happens. He doesn't always need these interactions with the main characters. Have this be that character. I've seen a lot of people, uh, like, from back in the day, like, from when I was a kid, uh, when Young Justice was airing originally and stuff, when Blue Beetle was first introduced, I've seen a lot of people... Uh, make that connection that you said to make him the Spider-Man of the DC universe and such. I've seen a lot of people say that not as where, you know, he's exact, exact Spider-Man or whatever. He's not the get up every time hero, but he's the, just the goofball, the, yeah. the fun he's little the guy. the goofball kid that, but that can, once again, can go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It has incredible powers. Like yep. for as well, the strongest, most powerful characters, but like I said, it's more often being like Spider-Man is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's yep. normally doing his own thing in New York, but now and it's just, okay, now Blue Beals is off doing his own thing. And then, okay, ju- whenever Justice League comes out, yeah, he appears. Yep. He, he's, he's just like um, in Infinity War where Peter Parker was just on a bus and gets hit on the spaceship. Yep. It's just like... He he wasn't an official Avenger, always with the team and all of that. He just kind of got brought into it. Yep. And I think that could be Blue Beetle here. Um, absolutely. So I'm excited for it. I, yeah. I hope it's good. And I hope people give it a chance. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think that the uh, the suit looks amazing. Uh, oh, the suit. suit and the fantastic. animations, the, the weapons, the flying, the everything. I think it looks great. I think it looks great. I'm really looking forward to that. Compared to the last DC movie that I watched um, um, yeah. from the trailer alone has shown me more interesting CGI moments that I think I'll like more. So, yeah. Yeah. And once again, I've, I've mentioned Aquaman too. We haven't even gotten a trailer and that's supposed yeah. to be coming out this it's, year. It's so very I'm, weird. I'm really starting to think that that movie's just not going to happen. Yeah. I um, hope it, which I, would make I sense. Does, if, but... I, I hope they at least drop it on max. Yeah, for like, sure. Just do that. Just yeah. drop it on Max. If you want to watch it, you want to see how that story continues, great. I'm sure why Warner Brothers is hesitant on that because obviously Aquaman 1 made a billion dollars. Yep. I can guarantee even if Aquaman 2 is a good movie, it's not making a billion dollars. For sure. Just Especially Amber after the Heard. De- decline. Yeah. Amber Heard, it's tied to the Zack Snyderverse. It's just like, that's just going to be another flop. Just don't do it. Yeah. Just don't do it. Put it on Max. People that want to see it will see it. You'll earn. And you don't have to advertise it, so you don't yep. have to get a big advertising budget. All right, but let's talk about the new DC Universe, James Gunn's Universe. And we talked about the Superman and Lois casting for Superman Legacy. Well, right before the, the actor strike, James Gunn locked in multiple actors to play a variety of characters. So yep. at this point, we have gotten confirmed Hawk Girl, Guy Gardner, Mr. Terrific and Metamorpho yep. as characters that are going to be appearing in Superman Legacy. What and are I'm your hearing, thoughts on this? And I'm also hearing talks of um, Chris something, the guy who acts for Kratos in the God of War games. I'm also hearing uh, Chris Judge. Judge. Yeah, Chris Judge. He, um, I'm hearing talks of him being uh, Doomsday or Apocalypse. Do- Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, Apocalypse is Marvel. No, not Apocalypse. What is his name? Oh, wait, no, uh, Darkseid. Darkseid. Darkseid, yeah. yeah. I'm getting them all mixed up, but yeah. 
I'm, I'm hearing talks of, of him uh, apparently taking that role. But yeah, uh, I think that would be sick. But of yeah, the confirmed so, uh, I, ones. Yeah, for the confirmed ones. Yeah. One just, I mean, you you can talk about maybe like who got cast in them, what, what you think if you want to, but just what are your thoughts on these characters being in the movie? Oh, well, I think Superman Legacy is about Superman already having existed, already having gone through everything he's gone through, and then he's joining other superheroes, right? Like, that's that's what the movie's supposed to be about, according to James Gunn. He's he's jumping yeah, there, into a world where superheroes couple, already exist. Yeah, there, there's been a couple, like, ideas and things yeah. I've heard. But. Uh, but if I'm basing it off of that, then yeah. I mean, if superheroes already exist, then I would assume that the people that the Justice League have in their roster already exist, already protecting Earth. They're already doing their thing. So, I mean, I'm a fan of this list. It's just, it, it, it's kind of random. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. This, this hurts me to say, because I'm very excited for James Gunn in this movie. Yeah. Does this not just seem like Black Adam? Oof. Yeah. Like isn't this is it, didn't Black Adam just do this? Yeah, they, they had the Superman s character, and then there they had it as the Justice Society, which this is basically doing that as well. Yeah, we had a Hawk person. We yep. had then that one. It was Adam Smasher and all these other just kind of more random characters. It feels too Black Adam for me. Yeah, I, and it's a it's a red I, yeah, and I understand this idea of wanting, okay, the the world to already feel established, and yeah. you have Superman, and okay, yeah, maybe he's branching out into a team, or maybe he's like disagreeing with this team about the conflict. Um, have you heard what the potential rumored like conflict is being dealt with? No, I um, haven't. I haven't heard a single thing. It's it's the current idea is that it's about a middle eastern conflict between some of the fictional middle eastern countries that uh, dc has like bialia Bialia. places like that um and that's kind of the conflict they're dealing with which that makes sense of okay having clark and lois covering that for the planet all this but I think that also could cause some issues for sure. It it will depend on how the story actually comes together. Okay. Is this, this the justice society wanting to step in and do this? Is it Superman wanting to do it or they're not wanting him to? Yeah. I don't, obviously we don't know the details, but it feels a little too black Adam for me. Yeah. And I'd rather it just really be about Superman. I don't, yeah. I don't need all these extra heroes in there. While I'm excited about a lot of these heroes... For sure. I, I, Nathan Fillion as Guy Gardner sounds great. Perfect casting, I, by the way. I, yeah. I'm excited about yeah. that. Because I, I like Green Lanterns. Yep. And Guy Gardner's not my favorite Green Lantern, but oh, getting I, a true eesh. Green Lantern in there is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I would literally have probably any of the other Green Lanterns yeah. atop my list. Hal Jordan, John Stewart, <laughs> Kyle Rayner. Give me Kilowog. Kilowog. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's um the, the female one? Jessica. Uh, uh, Jessica Cruz. Jessica Cruz, yeah. I, I, I would take any of them <laughs> probably before I would have taken Guy Gardner, but I'll take what I can get. The actor that they got for Metamorpho is really good. Yeah. 
the Mr. Terrific actor is the redemption for X-Men Origins, where his character just sucked. Man. Hawkgirl is Dora the Explorer, so it's just really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, but it also just makes me worried that this is going to become Batman v Superman, where it just kind of threw characters and out of characters thrown in. Yeah. And it's now getting me to worry about the movie, where I, as before, I was just excited about the movie. My- and so... I'm still going to trust in James Gunn. Yeah. We don't know how big of a role these characters are going to play, but now I have some worry. Yeah, That it's sure. just going to repeat the same mistakes we've already seen. I I think there could be... Like, once again, it's James Gunn. Like, I have full faith that he can provide us with great content. But it's it's the fact that, yeah, like as you're saying, we don't need other characters. We just need... Superman. We need a good Superman yeah. movie. And I'm a big Man of Steel fan. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill. Uh, but uh, I really would like a nice new in this new universe Superman movie. But um, I think there is a chance that those those actors being brought in and those, those new characters being brought in aren't like the biggest in the movie. And I think there's a good chance that they'll only pop in like every now and then, or maybe when the, yeah. the big Couple climax scenes happens. Here yeah. and there. Like, I don't which, think. Which, if it's that, I'm I'm happy. Right, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm good. As long with as that. it's not, whereas we were saying Black Adam, where, oh, they're, they're half of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would like it to be majority Superman and then throw them into cool points and like story building points. That would be cool. That's what I'm hoping for. But besides yeah. that, yeah. And we obviously won't we won't know that until the movie and yeah. the trailers and that stuff start coming out. But yeah, like I said, I just don't like that it's it's now started to cause a bit of doubt. Yep. Because it just it feels the same. And yep. once again, it's remembering it's James Gunn and trying to keep in mind like what he's done. But yeah, it's we'll, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we've been scarred in the past. Yeah, yeah. It, because it's DC, it's like, <laughs> yeah. man, this, this is a little worrisome. Um, and that that will come to our last discussion of, and it kind of actually builds off of a dis- the discussion we were having last episode where we were talking about what should James Gunn do with the universe, and I gave out the two options of, okay, either bring, um, either bring Christian Bale back to be your older Batman, or just Tell Matt Reeves, no, we're connecting these universes. Right. There's been reports and rumors that DC is going to let Reeves develop his own DC universe at the same time. Wait, really? That James Gunn is developing a DC universe. That sounds horrible. Two universes going on at the same time. Yeah, to me, that sounds terrible. Don't even, don't green like that. If, in my opinion, don't don't do that. If you want if you want one to succeed, why would you build another one to take away from A or B? That doesn't make any sense to me. And especially no, it, you guys are in such a bad position. Why would you why would you ever do that? I don't know. Maybe connect the two. Yeah. Take the thing exactly. that's already successful that once again is also releasing the same year yep. as Superman Legacy. Yeah. And they're already gonna feel paired. Just actually pair them and have these have Reeves and Gunn work together. Yep. 
I really hope that this is not true. Oh God! If that happens, I give up. <laughs> I, I well, give up. if if this happens, let's be real. The Reeves verse would be the one that is people are going to go for because that's the one people actually like. Yeah. It doesn't even matter how good Superman Legacy is and what James Gunn does. If this comes out to be true at all and Reeves starts announcing some DC stuff on his own, it's over for Gunn. Yeah. Like, it, it's, I'm sorry. You're, people are going to go to the one that they already like. They're not even going to give yours a shot. Most it's likely. true. And I, I also, yeah. as a, I'm a, I'm more of a, a gun movie enjoyer than I am uh, Reeves. But, um, yeah. I I do agree. I think that the audiences would definitely lean a certain way and cancel out another, which is why I'm saying this is a terrible idea if they greenlight that. Yeah, no, this is this is um. So it's just a it's where this like officially came. I I linked the tweet in our doc, but Grace Randolph, who big time YouTuber, media news person, I, I watch her content a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she she tweeted out, I hear reports of building out the Reeves verse are true um, with additional filmmakers being brought in and that would be having fully fledged cinematic universes competing. So it doesn't even sound like it's just building out the Batman universe, which I knew was, was already happening with Reeves. Yeah. They were going to do a show. They were going to do all this other stuff. It sounds like it's a full on DC universe that he's building and that's that, like you said, it's just insane. It's yeah. just a horrible idea. Why would you do that? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Just come It's like they're hedging their together. bets. Yeah it's, like, yeah. it's like Warner Brothers like, let's hedge our bets again. <laughs> and it's like, no, you didn't learn the, the lesson the first time around yeah. that you've done this. Where you had uh, the Re- Reeves movies and all this stuff separate from the other stuff. And just yeah. if you're going for if if you don't want a cinematic universe, you don't want this stuff connected. You just want people to have these movies and maybe the characters interact. Then don't make a cinematic universe. Right. Make a Batman movie. Make a Superman movie. Make a Flash. Make a Green Lantern. And if you want to make a Justice League, throw the, all the actors in it and not try and connect them all. Yeah. That's fine. I think you actually could do that. I don't Absolutely. think you literally need a living cinematic universe. Because also then I think you eventually run into some of the problems Marvel's having. There's um, too much. With too much. Well, too much and characters people love are now gone and it's true. can't come back. And you're trying to replace them with characters people like less. Like, if you just want to make these superhero movies and then eventually have, oh, hey, it's Justice League time. Let's throw all the actors who are currently playing these characters into a team-up movie. Just basically the comic way. Yeah. Of, the characters are all doing their own things, and then every now and then you just, they're thrown together. Yeah. But it doesn't all necessarily all have to perfectly connect all the time. You can do that, but don't have two competing universes. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't do that. That is not the right answer in any sense of the imagination. Agreed. All right. Well, we had a lot to discuss. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that wraps it up. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm excited to see how Secret Invasion rounds out. Uh, I'm excited for Ahsoka. And I'm really you know, for Ahsoka. Yeah, and that's that's about it. That's that's really all. And I really hope that the rumors of a second 
DC universe growing um, are Please. false. <laughs> I hope that's false. Please. Yeah, no. Um, DC, if you guys I, watch this podcast ever, please <laughs> reconsider. Yeah. If, if you are one of the like 20 people right. currently listening to this please. podcast. But with that, if you are listening to this podcast, I know a lot of people actually did like and help share our tweet. Continue to help us spread the word. We yes, want this please. podcast to grow. Um, it should be out on nearly every platform. There was one platform that was giving me an issue uh, to verify our podcast because it wasn't ever sending me the verification email. But we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Once again, we'll tweet out the link to just the RSS feed. So you can just add it manually if you want to your podcast players. But drop us reviews. Share us. Tell your friends. We, we want we want to make the, the media verse a really big podcast. Extensive we want to continue production. to do this for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any, any last shout outs or anything you want to plug here at the end? Uh, no, uh, if you guys are enjoying my takes, I guess if you can follow me on Twitter, uh, threads, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, all a sacred school at a sacred school. That's about it. Uh, thanks for listening. You guys, I really appreciate you guys coming out to, to the media verse. Yeah. Um, I'm going to plug on my, I've actually started a YouTube series where I'm doing a Marvel snap Nuzlocke. I'm actually um, going to watch that after this recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, ep- episode two, it gets, 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 gets a little crazy. It's a great idea snap. by the way. Congrats. Yeah. That's, that's I, I thought it would be fun. Um, I'll have to record. I, I didn't, I said in the episode, I wasn't releasing one today, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to get episode three ready for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, so go check that out on my YouTube at Derpy Dragon 15 for that. Uh, but with that, uh, that'll be it for episode two of the Mediaverse. We'll be back in two weeks with episode three. We'll have, like Sacred said, we'll have Secret Invasion and hopefully a lot more to discuss. But with yep. these strikes, uh, news could be drying up. But there's always stuff to discuss in these universes. So Absolutely. we'll be here with content for you. So be sure to be there. and. Hope you all have a great rest of your day. Peace out, everyone.